0: Governor Kemp, welcome.
1: Hey, good afternoon, Eric.
0: Uh, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of give people an overview of, of what your revised orders or, or lack thereof will do for people.
1: Yeah, quite honestly, not a whole lot changed other than the shelter in place for the, for the normal citizen out there. The business practice guidelines that we have talked so much about over the last several days is still in place. That will go through May the 13th, so we'll continue to watch the data and, and then see what next steps are. I extended the public health emergency, which will allow us to continue the, the testing and a lot of other things that we're focused on in our response to COVID-19 to out to June 12th, along with the shelter-in-place that we had early on for the elderly, that's been in place the whole time, but we're gonna continue the shelter-in-place for the elderly and the medically fragile, which is really defined from the CDC website out to June the 12th. And then the nursing home long-term care um, order that I had, that has also been extended out to June the 12th, which will allow us to continue to really double down and focus on these facilities. 40, I think it's 42 or 43 percent of the deaths that we've had to COVID um, have come out of long-term care facilities. This is something that has been a problem around the country. As you know, we've been focused on it with Department of Health, um, the National Guard, the Department of Public Health, and, you know, for weeks now, and we continue to battle that every day, that is really the vulnerable population that's out there, as well as those in the underserved communities, so we're going to be continuing to focus on that, and that's really what Dr. Toomey and I have discussed, is that's where our priorities need to be now, as well as on testing and contracts uh, contact tracing but we just didn't feel like we needed to have the shelter in place for normal citizens that that are heading back to the workforce we're still asking people to stay at home when they can and, and don't have unnecessary travel but we're not mandating that I think our you know we're, we're basically trusting our, our people here you know I think folks have done a great job of following these orders to help us flatten the curve and people have had to make difficult choices and I have too And I'm very thankful to them for that. But we've learned a lot. We know how to, you know, conduct ourselves in this new world by social distancing. That's still a requirement when you're out in public. Uh, We still have the large gathering ban, but we're no longer, you know, restricting travel, if you will.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to ask you about that, that part of it. Uh, there have been some questions I, I can see from listeners who knew you were coming on this afternoon wanting to ask, uh, is, is there a requirement to wear masks or just a, a request to wear masks?
1: Well, on the on the business operations, there are requirements for, for certain things, and I would just ask people to go to those one-pagers. Um, you know, and the business owners have a duty not only to protect themselves but their employees as well as their customers – but for the general public, is not a mandate. Um, you know, it's like Dr. Toomey has said in interviews today, if she's going or if I'm going to a grocery store or to a pharmacy, it's a good idea to be wearing a mask. But if you're going to the neighborhood park to walk the dogs or get, some, get a run in or get some exercise or take the kids, if you can socially distance yourself from other people, then you don't need to wear a mask because you're going to be you know, not very susceptible, susceptible to contracting the virus. So that's really where the common sense part of this comes in. It's going to be kind of a new normal until we continue to get really to the, to the complete other side of, of this run that we've been involved in here for several months now.
0: I was talking to a reporter this uh, morning after I got off my first show, who was asked me a question I thought was very interesting. The way it was phrased. Uh, are, are you, Really putting the politics of this and and the the public policy of this in the hands of Georgia citizens, uh, essentially relinquishing control to them and asking them to do the things they need to do as opposed to telling them what to do.
1: Well, I'm trusting people, I think, would be the way I've been saying it. I mean, look, you, you know, government policies are only good as long as they're reasonable and people will follow them. And I can tell you after. You know, people being sheltered at home for a long time, on the verge of losing everything they got, not being able to work, you know, not being able to get their kids out of the house. You know, people are people are at wit's end. You know, you can't have policies that cause our citizens to revolt or to just not follow the orders. And I think, you know, we did those things to flatten the curve and build a hospital bed capacity and get enough ventilators. And today, Eric, I mean, we've got great hospital bed capacity we have the least amount of ventilators in use today that we've had in weeks and so they have helped us do that i don't feel like it um i can continue to ask them you know not to to take a trip if they want to go to the mountains for the weekend um i would ask them to continue to socially distance themselves if they go to the grocery store to stock up before they go or to to wear a mask to help stop the spread and don't participate in any large gatherings if you're if you're going to a a spot like that and that's just the kind of common sense that we need going forward but if people are not going to buy into what you're doing then it doesn't matter what the policy is people break the law and the rules that we have all the time i want to have you know i want i want georgians to be the solution not the problem they have done that so far and i'm trusting them to continue to do that and i believe that they will
0: Governor, I've gotten a number of people who have asked questions regarding uh, the reopening of state government, either uh, licensing or the TAG office, or in particular, the number of people I've gotten uh, have concealed carry permits they need to renew and are looking for a timeline on that.
1: Well, that that would be up to the local governments. You know, we have sent signals and will continue to do so that we're working on. uh, We've had state agencies submitting plans on how they can reopen in this environment. So it is our intention to start doing that. You know, obviously, we won't be able to bring everybody back at once. We're going to continue to allow workers that are that are in a product role that can be productive by teleworking to continue to do that. But we've got to open up our front-facing counters in the state government, whether that's the you know corporation division at the secretary of state's office, uh, someone needing to renew their driver's license or take a driving test or whatever, you know, uh, getting help from the department of revenue uh, official in person. You know, we got to start doing that, and so we're working on. How we do that as we speak, Governor. In as, as, to... as far as the permits go, I know there are probate judges that are now doing um, appointment only for carry permits, which I certainly support. I actually supported uh, George the Carry's position in court the other day to allow constitutional carry. You know, during this this period where these probate offices were not open, unfortunately, the the court ruled that they that I you know they didn't have standing in the case because I wasn't the right person that needed to be sued.
0: Huh. Let me ask you, how are you responding to the critics who say we're doing this too soon?
1: Well, I would just point them to the data and to the advice of Dr. Toomey. I mean, she's got 40 years in public health as an epidemiologist. She's been doing this, you know, basically, I think all of her adult life. She's one of the best in the business. and She, she realizes we have met the gating criteria to move into phase one of the president's plan. She realizes that the criteria that's in there, that we had met. that when you think about hospital bed capacity, ramping up our ability to do testing, setting up contact tracing. And she told me, she goes, look, we don't need a government mandate to combat this now. Our citizens can do that, and uh, we're both trusting them that they will. And for for the critics, I would also say, you know, what are the ramifications of not doing this? You know, the Atlanta paper uh, was giving me a hard time the other day in one article, but then buried in other parts of the paper they had articles about how, you know, the number of domestic abuse cases were up. And, uh, you know, I've mentioned before that we've seen that kind of level of trauma in our emergency room, certainly in the metro area. I'm sure it's happening all over the state. And we we got to learn to live with this, Eric. I mean, we got to talk about how we're going to get our kids back in school, you know, later this summer or early fall. The virus is going to be with us for a while, and uh, our citizens can figure out with good guidance from public health officials how to deal with it, and I'm confident that we will, and, and so will our business community and our work in Jordans. But I, I would tell you that, you know, from the business side of things, nothing I've done is we've talked or mandate somebody open. If they're not comfortable, they don't have to open right now, but we're simply giving them the opportunity to make that choice. And the same goes for our citizens. If they want to go out, they have the freedom now to do that, and I support that. But if they don't feel comfortable doing that, I would tell them not to go. And then I would tell those that are medically fragile and and elderly that they need to continue to shelter in place to protect themselves.
0: Governor last question for you as we monitor the situation and people start venturing back out, what happens if we do start seeing a big spike of of cases again? Do we have to go back home? do we need will we have to rethink what we're doing?
1: Well, look we'll keep all options on the table. Um, you know we'll continue to look at local communities if we get a hot spot somewhere, I can certainly take more of a localized action or or give that authority to the local government. The local governments do have authority for enforcement, so they can be a big help to us for people who are not following the rules to take action against them at the local level. And obviously we have state policing powers to do that as well. You know, I want your listeners to know, Eric, that we fully expect to continue to see our cases go up in Georgia. The more testing we do, the more cases, the more positives we're gonna see. The, the positive thing that we were seeing in the data this morning when, when we reported the new numbers was our cases were going up but the number of positives from a percentage standpoint was dropping. That's what we want to see. you know it's too early to, to see if that's a pattern but you know we know we, we know we have a flattening and if we can continue to see the, the, um, the number of tests go up but the percentage of those tests, continues to drop, that will let you know that we are on the right path, which, you know, we're on now and we just need to keep it that way. And I believe that if people follow all this guidance, when they do start moving around more, you know, we'll continue to stay in that posture. If that's not the case, then we'll look at, you know, taking a different action.
0: Governor, look, I know it's not easy decision. Uh, I'm glad you're there making them. Thank you very much for stopping by and, and best of luck on this and, and just keep doing what you're doing.
1: Thanks for having me on. Have a great afternoon.